Hey there, this is Laura. I wanted to pop in to give you an update. This episode was recorded prior to our rebranding. What was once the Read It With Whiskey podcast is now work in progress, the Laura J Live podcast. This episode reflects that traditional Read It With Whiskey format and may have information and content that has since expired or changed. Please visit laurajlive.com for more information. Enjoy the episode. Are you an author who has always dreamed of turning their book into an audiobook? Quixotic Bell Media is the audiobook podcast production company for you. They specialize in helping authors turn their books into an episodic audiobook podcast, releasing one to three chapters of their book each week. The episodic format will pull in new readers, help you grow your author brand and business, and QBM even offers help with audiobook launch strategies and monetizing your podcast. With Quixotic Bell Media, you record the audio and let them do the rest. You can finally start your podcast and audiobook without raising a finger to the logistics or time-intensive tasks. This means you'll be able to get back to what's important in your author business, your writing. So if you're interested in working with QBM, visit www.quixoticbellmedia.com for more information. Hello, and welcome to Read It With Whiskey, the place to be if you are a sci-fi or fantasy reader. My name is Laura, and I'm your host. I am a reader, writer, and whiskey drinker here to share with you the person behind the page, the author. And in today's episode, it's actually the authors. There are two authors of this novel, Through Fire and Ruin. We have Jennifer Becker and Alice Carpiel. Jennifer Becker has been an avid reader for most of her life and has always craved telling her own stories. She earned her MA degree in film production in the UK and has since been working in the film industry in her home country, Austria, where independently working on her own writing projects. Alice Carpiel has loved telling stories since childhood. She found a kindred spirit in Jennifer during their MA in the UK. Alice is currently finishing up another master's degree, script writing, while working as a script reader in her home country of France. Both of these authors are absolutely incredible. I'm so happy that they found each other in college and were able to write this book, but I'm not going to give away the things that we talk about in the interview. Let's instead fill you in on what this book is about. Through Fire and Ruin For centuries, humans have been at the mercy of the Fae. With the border between Earth and Lorraine spelled shut, humans have no desire to entangle themselves with the Fae world again. But what if they are humanity's only hope? Laura has been warned of the Fae her entire life. Yet when a deadly virus sweeps Earth, Laura risks everything to find a cure. Spinning the perfect lie, she makes a deal with Eden, a mysterious Fae traitor. As Laura struggles to keep the promises she has made to both her family and Eden, she is forced to dig deeper into the twisted world of Lorraine, her web of lies unraveling. Amira has spent years trapped by her brother in her childhood palace. Her engagement to the soon-to-be High King of Lorraine is her only hope for the freedom she has been longing for. As the future queen, she seeks to finally leave her painful past behind, but she soon discovers that the palace holds dark secrets bringing up memories Amira had long since tried to erase. As power games are woven, promises are broken, and desperate lies are revealed, Laura and Amira both find themselves at crossroads. Will they risk it all and face ruin? This book 
first of all, is huge. But second of all, I read it really, really quickly. I think there's a thread in all of these books that I read for the show. They're huge and they're so meaty and amazing, but I read them so quickly. I, I surprise myself every single time. But I absolutely loved this book. It was a different take on the human and fae interaction that I haven't seen in many fae books. So if you are a fan of the fae and those types of fantasy novels, this is definitely the book to read. So let's dive into this interview with Jennifer. Welcome to Read It With Whiskey. How's your day going so far? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. I've really been looking forward to this. I, I really like the name of your podcast and like your whole vibe. And yeah, it just seems really cool. And like any kind of podcast that features in the offers is like amazing to me. <laughs> like that's like such a great idea. So thank you for that. <laughs> Oh, yes, for sure. As an indie author myself, i that's how it was born. I was like, we don't have many podcasts out there specifically for the self-published and the indie. So I was like, I'll just make one. <laughs> it worked out. And I'm really excited to talk to you today as well. We're going to be talking about your book, Through Fire and Ruin. And before we dive into that, though, I would love for you to tell our listeners what made you decide to become a writer. I mean, I think like becoming a writer is not it's not so much a decision. It's just kind of like a passion, like something that you've always wanted to do. At least I feel like that's for that's what it's like for most people. And I definitely was always an avid reader, like even in school. And uh, also, I'm very I'm a film student, so I was always very much into making any sort of stories, if, if it's writing or like filming or whatever it is. But yeah, I never really I kind of got into writing scripts at first because I. Yeah, I did study film production and yeah, and then COVID happened and there was a lockdown and one of my best friends, Alice, who I co-wrote the book with, we were just kind of, you know, like a bit, bit depressed, like wasn't the best time for anyone. <laughs> and we were just like, what if we just wrote a book? Because she knew that I just kind of live and breathe fantasy books. Like that's always been my thing. That's kind of the one, like in our friend group, I'm like, I'm known as the, the fantasy one, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's just my thing. And yeah, and just we talked about it, and then I just had this idea about this girl kind of crossing over to the Feyland to find a cure for a virus that was kind of sweeping Earth. And then we just ran from there, and it just became like this much bigger thing than any than either of us really expected. We weren't even we didn't go into it planning to publish it, but then it just became like we really were so into the story that we were just like. I mean, it would just be a shame not to try and publish it, and so be it. <laughs> oh, I love that. I And I was going to ask you, because I know you had been writing right around when the coronavirus and everything was happening, and then in this story, our main character, the first character we meet, there is a plague, a disease that's going through the human race and, and killing people. So was that directly influenced by the coronavirus? Yeah, it was definitely influenced by that. It's just like, obviously, in the book world, it's kind of like amped up to be like even worse. Mm -hmm. And there's like no medicine that helps. So that's why kind of our, why our main character is like, well, I guess the last hope is to try to find some kind of magical cure for it. And yeah, that's definitely like the, the coronavirus was definitely like an inspiration behind that. And but if you read the book, you know that it's just like a very little part of the whole story. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of the catalyst. Forming character, but then it becomes much, much bigger than that. 
Exactly. Yes. Oh, yeah. And the story expands so much because we not only have this first main character in the human world, but we have another main character in the fae world. So talk a little bit about these two main characters, Laura and Amira. Yeah, so it basically our idea started with Laura, and then we just wanted to have kind of a counterpart to that because Laura is someone who obviously she's not familiar with the Fela, and she comes from Earth, from our world, so she's very much comes into this world not knowing. I mean, she knows some parts of it, but obviously she's never lived there. And then our second character, Mira, she's a Fae princess, so she's very much grown up in that world, but she is also sort of new to it because at the very start of the book. Um, she comes to a new kingdom she hasn't been to before because she's engaged to the interim high king of Liren, which is the Feyland. Um, so, so for her, it's like she's also kind of new to it, but not to the Feyland, but to the palace and all the kind of dark secrets that linger there that the reader will get to explore more. But yeah, it's a, it's a kind of a fun dynamic to have these two different POVs because you know kind of through Amira, you kind of know what's going on in the political side of things. And with Laura, you kind of see what's going on outside of the palace, like in the town and where like more the common folks folks are and kind of also just like underground, basically like what's happening. So you get to experience the world from like two different POVs and two different worlds almost, even though it's the same one. And yeah, and then the more you read, the more you see that eventually it will all link up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I loved being able to jump back and forth from their different perspectives. I really enjoyed both of the perspectives because Laura, I could relate to her. I mean, not only does she have my same name, it's just spelled different, uh, but she's a human, so I can relate to her human <laughs> self. But then Amira, I really liked the struggle that she was going through because, like you said, she's going to be marrying this interim high king and there's a bunch of stuff that's happening with her. We're not going to give away all the details there, but seeing both sides, like you said, both sides of that political world. Now, when it came to these characters, I've talked to a few different authors who have co-written. So were you in charge of one of these main characters and then Alice in charge of another, or did you write in both of their point of views? Um, well, it did start out this way. So I was in charge of Laura and she was in charge of Amira, but we've definitely like since basically the first draft was written, like we've exchanged all the time. So there's a lot of parts in like all the different POVs that got mixed together eventually. But like from like, mm -hmm. but the very first draft was, yeah, I wrote Laura and she wrote Amira. Yeah. And then in book, in book two, there's multiple POVs, not just Amira and Laura. So that was like split again. But yeah, it was, yeah. So book two is interesting because yeah, there's two, Laura and Amira are very much like the main characters, but it mm -hmm. is definitely a set of characters, even book one. There's a lot of different characters that are all influencing the story in one way or another. So in book two, I think readers will be really interested to see and to see from their POV, because in book one, most of the time, you really only see Laura and Amira. And yeah, in book two, we kind of expanded that even more. Yeah, which is interesting, but also challenging to write. <laughs> we definitely <laughs> had to stick to like a writing schedule because all of the POVs at that point influence each other so much that it there's like no point in me writing one chapter and she writing another one at the same time that's like happening after mine because it just has to match everything so yeah it's been like a challenge just like scheduling everything because mm -hmm. it's all continuous at this point whereas in book <laughs> one it was like simpler it was more split so it's like it could work at the same time and it wouldn't always 
mix up together, so it would be fine. But that's what makes it fun. Like I, I really like that this that it starts out as kind of two POVs, and then it just gets much, much bigger and much more complex than that. Mm-hmm. And I love how their stories are intertwined, and you can kind of see that as you go through the story. And then obviously towards the end, everything gets all exciting. And uh, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about spoilers. But I I had actually been planning on asking that if there was going to be more POVs in the second book. You just answered it, though. And I'm excited because we kind of got a little sneak of that at the end of book one. So I'm excited to, to see where that goes for book two. But on the topic of characters, I would love to know who is your favorite character within the series? I mean, I feel like I'm biased because Laura was like the first character that came up in my mind. And I feel like she's been living with me since 2020. So I feel very much biased to that answer. Like it's it's always going to be Laura, I think. But outside of Laura from like the non-main POVs um, so far, I would say I really like Alyssa. I think she's just very badass. Like she will just do whatever it takes. And she's her like snark and everything like I just I love I love her I think she's like she's so badass like I wish I was more like her (laughs) you know just like fearless and then obviously uh, I really love Ray I feel like Ray is kind of Ray is the one that I'm always really interested to hear other people's opinions about because he's the one character that people are very split about I feel like people either love him or they're like don't really care and like he's gonna have a bigger role later on so that might change but So I'm going to throw this question back to you. Like, which one did you relate to the most? Mm -hmm. And did you like or not like Ray? (laughs) I love that. So I I was going to say, obviously, the first two characters we meet, Laura and Amira, I I love their stories, obviously, because they're the main characters. And it's really funny that you said Alyssa and Ray, because those were my two favorite characters besides the main. And so, yeah, I really liked Ray. I liked his loud and out there personality. I liked how once you're friends with him, like you're, you're friends with him, you're committed. He's, he's committed to you and is going to make sure that he upholds his side of the friendship. And he really helped out Amira in the, in the beginning, coping with being in the new place, this new city that she had never been to. And I, I really liked that in his character. So I'm a fan of Ray and I'm really excited to hear that he's going to have more of a story moving forward because I definitely want to see more of him. And then Alyssa too, I really liked her strength. Despite her situation, she's so strong and we're not going to go too much into that, but I, I just really liked her point of view and everything that she was kind of working towards. So yeah. Oh, fun topic of characters. I love it. Uh, let's move on to world building. So I've read a lot of Faye books. They're very popular right now, but your world is a little bit different. So can you tell us how the human world and the Fae world interact within this book? Um, yes, definitely. So basically in the past, before the events of Through Fire and Ruin, what happened was um, that Earth and the Fae and Liren, they're very much separate. They kind of exist on two different planes. But one of the kings in the Feyland at some point had the idea of what if we just rip, basically, yeah, like tear a rip into the universe to like get to the humans. And they're so weak, so we can just like use them as slaves, you know, as you can. Like, why not? So that's what they do. So for the longest time, there was this rip in the universe and humans were just kind of basically kidnapped and used for the face real because they're stronger. They have magic on their side. 
they're physically stronger, basically the humans, we have no chance against them. <laughs> Very sad, but that's the truth. And yeah, so basically what in the story, what, what we call that king is the dark king. And eventually he is the one who, he doesn't just like use humans, and eventually he also turns on Fae. So the Fae actually needs the humans' help to kind of overthrow the Dark King. And that's kind of, that's all that happened before through Fine Root. So I'm not really spoiling anything here. That's like the, basically the history lesson <laughs> that Laura even like knows because she's a history student. So she does go into the Fae land with kind of all that back knowledge. And she's like, I know all this sort of, but also living it is like a different thing, obviously. <laughs> so that's like also fun to like experience from her POV and like see like the, all the little things that you wouldn't think about, like they don't have the same electricity, like all these kind of things, like they don't have the same currency. It's all, or like traditions, the fairy land that Laura is in the kingdom, like they put a lot of thought into the concept of luck. So there's a lot of little superstitions that Laura has to abide by. Otherwise, something get really angry. But yeah, so basically at the start of the and Rune, at that point, the Fae and the humans had come to an agreement and they basically spelled the border, like the rip in the universe, so that no one could cross the other side without dying. So, yeah, so basically humans were safe, or so they think at least. And, yeah, but obviously there is still humans in the Fae land. It wouldn't be realistic if, like, all of them managed to come back. So there is, like, kind of a rebel camp going on there, a bit of a revolution brewing because... That's what we want to see. <laughs> and yeah, but Laura doesn't, yeah, she doesn't know most of it about this. I feel like I'm going on too much. But basically, yeah, there's Faye. I think what's different in compared to a lot of other Faye books is that there's also witches and we differentiate between Faye and witches and humans. And obviously there's different powers. We have like elemental powers, magic, but also some other special ones, which I don't want to list because it's like, Kind of surprising some of them because you wouldn't expect mm -hmm. them as in many fae books there's also the concept of blood contracts which can get a bit dicey if you kind of make an agreement with a fae and yeah can it can not go your way <laughs> wouldn't recommend that <laughs> but yeah i uh. definitely i read a lot of fantasy books i've read a lot of fae books but i did want to kind of pull different things and switch it up and use a lot of different things. And I think what a lot of readers have called my book is also it's kind of a mix of urban and high fantasy because mm -hmm. you do have earth, but then the Feyland is kind of high fantasy. So it's kind of this interesting mix of both, mm -hmm. which I really enjoy writing. So uh, is there anything specifically that stood out to you? Oh, I really loved the the concept of having the human world and the Fey world once being together, but now they're kind of split apart. And I think that was really interesting to me personally. I just loved the world being able to dive into the Fae world because obviously fantasy, why not? <laughs> so that was really fun for me. And I bet you guys had so much fun brainstorming on all of the world building. Was there anything that you guys like had to argue about on whether you would put it into the book or not? How did that process go? Um, not so much as argue. I think it's just like sometimes... Well, I feel like now I'm more thinking about book two and three because like now just <laughs> thinking of like after you, we've done book one, it's kind of like you have this blueprint and this rule that you set yourself. So we've now experienced, especially going into the last book, book three, it's like 
oh, we can't do that because in book one we said this. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like all the like little things that you don't really... I mean, I tried to do that in book one. I was like, I know that once we do this, there's like things that like all of it has to abide by these rules. Right. But we definitely catch ourselves now going like, how do we like write ourselves out of the corner that we wrote ourselves into? <laughs> like that's like more <laughs> of the struggle. Like we didn't really argue that much about the rules, I think. It's just like... Yeah, like honestly, that, that it was just really fun, like brainstorming the world and just coming up with all the different kingdoms. And each kingdom had has kind of its own vibe and its own rules and its own kind of like they all like think that different things are the most important. I would mm-hmm. say, and that's like really interesting to play with. And it's also interesting to explore in the other books because in book one we're very much in Tarosian, which is the kingdom that Amira is in and that Laura is in too. But obviously, Amira's home kingdom, for example, we don't know that much about it. We learn a bit more about it in book two and three. And there's other kingdoms also that like play more of an important role later on. And we try to like really make all of them different. And I think, yeah, I think that I think that works worked out pretty well. And yeah, I think honestly, the most struggle was just like finding names for everything. <laughs> like every <laughs> kingdom has like they're like rulers and like they're like capital cities and like all these different like names like at some point it gets exhausting it's like I don't know names anymore like what other (laughs) names are there in existence I think that was like the most struggle that we were arguing about like which name doesn't sound as dumb (laughs) just like trying to find the best ones and I feel like yeah I feel like that's the only thing where we might have argued just because we got tired of trying to think of things. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, otherwise it was just like really fun. Like the brainstorming sessions are like the best part. Yeah, brainstorming is definitely fun. And I can't even imagine, I've only written books on my own, but I want to collaborate in the future. And so like, as you were saying that, I was looking at the map that you guys have made and all of the different yes. kingdoms <laughs> names. And then there's an entire... A pronunciation guide, which really came in handy because I love the names that you guys have, but they are different because it's a fey world. They can't have regular names over there. So I thought that was really fun. And yeah, I couldn't I couldn't imagine writing with someone else trying to come up with all these names. I love that. Okay. So as writers, we are also readers. So I would love to know a little bit about your reading habits. So what is your favorite genre to actually read? Is it fantasy or do you read a couple different genres? Um, It's definitely fantasy. That's, I think that will always be like my first love when it comes to books. And yeah, in the past it was young adult. I still really like young adult, but not yet. Mm-hmm. I think recently I've been more into new adult, which is also what Through Fire and Rune falls into. Since I am in my 20s, I like to read about people in their 20s now. Yeah. But why is still like... <laughs> It's, it's something special. It's still also just as amazing, in my opinion. Anything fantasy, basically. Fantasy romance. I do like to have some romance in there. Mm-hmm. I can't resist writing it, and I really always look for the romance when I'm reading as well. So, yeah, fantasy definitely is my, my first love. And then my second would be contemporary romances. I think there's something magical about that, especially... I think this is, like, my cure if I'm in a really bad mood or if I'm in a reading mm-hmm. slump also just like taking a contemporary book that's only like 300 pages and that I can just read in one sitting. I feel like that's, I don't know, there's like something magical about that. It's yeah. just like you read it in one sitting and your mood is immediately lifted and you don't have to think about all the rules that a fantasy world would have. I think mm-hmm. it's just like, 
it's easier to read in that regard. Like you don't have to follow the story world building basically, which is what I love about fantasy. But if I'm in the mood of, I just want to read something and forget and like not think too much about any other rules, you know, just have a cute romance and just relate to that character in our world, then I will definitely go to that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think this year, especially because I've been so focused on my own writing and I haven't had as much time to read, I've definitely read a lot of contemporaries this year because because I can read them so fast. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just easier for me to be like, oh, I have this evening free. Let me just read an entire novel <laughs> and then I feel better. <laughs> Those are the best kind of nights where you can read an entire book in one day. And yeah. this book is is huge. Through Fire and Ruin is probably one of the biggest books yes. I've read for the podcast. And I read it in, I want to say it was just one weekend. I, I sat down and when I go to these big types of books, I know I'm going to get sucked into them. So I usually let myself have like a few days to read it. Like I plan for it. Like I sit down on a Friday. Okay. All weekend. I'm just reading this book. And that's what I did with this one. And I loved it. And you, you mentioned romance a little bit. There is some slow burn in here that I really enjoyed. I think you guys did really well with that um, throughout the book. And I'm excited to see more of the romance in book two moving forward. Yes. I can say there's more than there's more than one romance in book two, so that's exciting. <laughs> Yay, I love it. Okay, so uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit. We're not going to go into the spoilers of what happens in book two, uh, but I would love for you to to tell a little bit about book two and what we can maybe see happening just like on surface level. And then also let us know when that book is coming out. Do you have a release date for it yet? I don't have a release date yet, so I unfortunately cannot say, but <laughs> it is... It is getting there. <laughs> it is close to, like, editing-wise, it's close to done. But that doesn't mean that it's coming out anytime soon, unfortunately. that It's a long process, as you probably mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I'm really excited about it. I've been really enjoying reading, like, all the beta reader feedback this year and, like, friends that have read it so far. I think everyone was really in- into the story and into the other POVs, as I've mentioned. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm really I'm really excited about it. I wish I could already release it, but unfortunately <laughs> not yet. But yeah, I think in book two, if you love book one, it's it has the same kind of vibe to it. It has the same kind of tension to it. Like Laura and the Mirror are still just as badass as book one. They just got thrown a lot of challenges their ways <laughs> in book one <laughs> that they need to overcome. Um but I think, yeah, I think the stakes are just higher than ever, for mm-hmm. sure. And book two, I would say, which is, I think, pretty much everyone who read it said, book two is very character-focused. It's very much focused on character development for everyone, not just Amira and Laura, but all the other characters as well. They definitely have to overcome a lot, and they're in a very different place at the end of book two than they are in book mm-hmm. one. There's definitely a lot of shifts happening within their characters, not just plot-wise, which personally, I I think characters always should come first. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's really nice to hear that people like, could really relate to it and really enjoyed seeing the characters change for better or worse. <laughs> and the relationships shift and all the dynamics. And I think that's also what's really interesting about book two is just the fact that a lot of characters didn't really interact in book one, will now get to interact in book two. 
and that's just really interesting to see. Like you have all these characters that you know, but they've never, maybe never or barely so talked with each other. And it's just really interesting to see how that goes. And I don't think it will all go as one might expect. So I think that's really interesting. It's different, but it's good different. And it's definitely a roller coaster. And I think the end will leave you similar as book one, just like shouting and like <laughs> waiting for book three, <laughs> basically. Because <laughs> I love a good plot twist. The characters come first, but I also need to have a good plot and lots of plot twists to keep the mm-hmm. reader guessing. And I think yeah. we keep with that in book two. So if you read book one, you're like, oh, they're like, so many plot twists like if you read book two it just gets better (laughs) oh I love that oh I'm so excited to to be able to to read the book two I'll be one of the first people to to order it definitely and so you have three books in this series do you plan on doing any books on your own or do you and Alice plan on keep on going with this co-authoring thing moving forward um well we do have a spin-off series planned for this so this, and this Through Fine Rune is a three-book trilogy, but we've already, like, we've planned book three and, like, we started writing book three with the intention of there is a spin-off. Some of the characters in the universe will be the main focus, which I cannot say yet, obviously, because it will depend on who survives at the end. Who knows? Ooh. <laughs> but there's still two more books, so... Yeah, but, yeah, so definitely there is the spin-off, which we haven't really decided yet on when that will be released if it will be like right after book three or not but it, mm-hmm. it is going to happen we are outdoning it and just trying to like think of the spin-off while we write book three so that we set things up in the right way yeah it's like yeah. I feel like that's like so interesting at offers like you always have to think ahead if you have mm-hmm. any kind of series you always have to think ahead so we're doing that and I also have an idea for a whole new fantasy series that I would be writing on my own so yeah which I'm not really that far with that idea yet but I am really excited about that one too I don't know at what point in the future that will be but I do eventually want to try to write a contemporary as well because as we talked before I do enjoy reading those as well and I think there's a lot of different topics and themes that I would love to write about and hopefully other people can relate to But yeah, I think, yeah, I'm not lacking ideas, I'm lacking time, which I think every writer can relate to. It's just like, if I had the time, I could write all these things. Exactly. Yeah, the time is what gets in the way the majority of the time. All right. So this is Read It With Whiskey, and it wouldn't be Read It With Whiskey without talking a little bit about whiskey. So Jenny, do you drink whiskey? And if so, what's your favorite whiskey to drink? I have to say I do not drink whiskey and I think the only times I have is when I was home because my dad does like whiskey. So I would say my favorite is whatever he gives me, <laughs> to be honest. Because <laughs> I, yeah, I don't have the most experience with like the different whiskey brands. But I know that he wouldn't like buy the cheapest one. So I oh, think yeah. Oh, yeah. his taste is probably not bad. So Probably. Yeah. If he's a whiskey drinker, he knows which whiskey whiskey is good to drink for sure. (laughs) All right. So where can people find you and your books and follow along with your author journey? You can find me on Instagram and on TikTok under author J Becker. And yeah, if you go on my Instagram, I have a link tree with all the links to my book. You can get it on all the standard retailers. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Waterstones, Barnes & Noble, Book Depository, all the things. It's available 
in paperback, hardcover, also ebook, and it's on Kindle Unlimited. So you can get it basically everywhere. And I also have a newsletter. So if you want to go on my link tree, I also have the link to my website. And I am currently working on a novella that's a prequel novella to Through Fire and Ruin, mm-hmm. which will be at first exclusive to all my newsletter subscribers. So if you want to read that, subscribe to my newsletter. And yeah, um, I think, yeah, that's all there is. Um, yeah, follow me on Instagram, TikTok. And yeah, I hope you give my novel a chance. It's a new adult fantasy romance. If you have any other <laughs> questions, you can reach me on Instagram or TikTok. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. I love it. Yeah, I, I actually, I think I originally found you first on Instagram. And so I've been following along there. So yeah, I'm so excited to have you on the show. And, and yeah, thank you so much for being here. And I'll definitely be following along with your journey. Thanks so much for having me. It was really fun. Talking with Jenny was obviously so much fun. I'm really excited to see where the story continues on. Make sure to subscribe to her newsletter to get that prequel novella as soon as it is out. All of the links are in the description of this episode. And next week on Read It With Whiskey, we have the very highly anticipated 2023 to be read episode. This is the TBR episode that you've been waiting for. I'm going to talk all about the books that I'm going to be trying to read in 2023. I'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to an episode of Read It With Whiskey. I'm your host, Laura Gentinen, and I want to personally say thank you so much for listening. Your support of the podcast means so much to me, and I would love to get to know you. Hop on over to Instagram and follow us at Read It With Whiskey. Please chime in on this episode's post, share it on your social media and with your friends, and come back next time to hear more from self-published authors. I'll talk to you soon.